I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm your host, Alyssa. Welcome to Two English Majors. One Analysis. A show where we compare books to movies. And analyze movies to books. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Me and Alyssa are here, and we are excited to dive into Return of the King. Yes. So, I kind of spoiled quite a bit last time. <laughs> not not gonna lie, I watched the movie and then I was like, yeah, I, I know what happens. No, that, yeah. <laughs> but now you've read it, you've seen it, you, you know now. You know what's going on. So. Um, we're gonna start off with the IMDB and it says, Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty and clear. The, mm-hmm. In the books, it's not called Mount Doom. Huh. Yeah, because it kept calling it... What was that called? It's... Okay. Uh, yeah, it, what was that called? It's been a... It's been a... It's been a hot minute. Yeah, between. we're recording this a little late. Um, that is our fault. Just with Alyssa being in grad school and me planning a wedding, sometimes our schedules don't exactly line up. No. And, and then, we try. Yes. And I live... Uh, like an hour away An hour from away. Me. So, what was it called in the book? Gosh, darn it. Okay. But, yeah, so with this one, so like Alyssa said... She kind of spoiled part of it last time, but looking back, it actually kind of works out only because what she was spoiling is in The Two Towers, the second book in the trilogy, but they put it at the beginning of the third movie. Yes, so completely forgot about that one, like where you get Shelob and... uh. Sauron, Sauron, oh my god, it's been, it's been a day, uh, getting impaled and stuff, so. Well, I think it's kind of weird that they put Sauron's name and Sauron, like, like, it's, it's too close together, Tolkien, it's too similar for me. I wonder who's gonna be bad in this, <laughs> in this story. Yeah, their names rhyme. But, yeah, the... Tolkien made the names a little too similar. Yeah. At well, least with the dwarfs and the hobbit, like, there's, like, Peely, Keely, but it's, like, they start with a different consonant, whereas it's, like, Sauron and Saruman. Yeah. Well, that was, at least with them, though, it was also, like, you could tell they were related. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> no relation whatsoever. <laughs> Daddy Sauron. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to chill. I need to chill. I mean, um, when me and Noah first started watching it, he was, he's, he plays in Star Wars as, uh, Count, oh, what's his name? Count Dooku. Yeah, Count Dooku. So, Noah's like, he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Christopher Lee's an amazing actor. Yeah, so, we wanted to talk about the spider. You spoiled the spider last time, so tell us what you thought. Yeah, so, uh, book spider was, uh, imagined a little bit more threatening, I feel like, than movie spider looked. See, yeah, it definitely reminds me kind of, uh, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. With the big spiders. I mean, obviously this came out before Harry Potter books came out, but, 
yeah, the spider is definitely creepy, and it's just, like, creepy how it's, like, chasing after. One thing that I did notice is in the movies, um, you don't see Sam take the ring, but in the book, you know he takes the ring because yeah. he thinks Frodo's dead. Exactly, yeah. Where, well, yeah, because in, in the, in the, basically, Sheila stings Frodo, but what Sam, and so Sam thinks Frodo's dead, and then, like, goes and takes his affects, but what Sam doesn't know is it, it's not, he's not dead, it wasn't poison, yeah. it just stuns you, it paralyzes you for a bit. Yeah, and he learns that when the orcs actually come to take Frodo's, like, partially cocooned body, and, um... <laughs> Sorry, that's just such a weird sentence. It's well, true, but, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> but, uh, in the book, you know Sam takes the ring, but in the movie, they don't show him taking the ring, which I think is kind of weird, because it would make... But I don't know if it's just to, like, create anticipation, because Frodo pretty much wakes up from being paralyzed, and he is, like, naked because they took his, like, chain armor. Yeah. His male chain armor, and, like... He's like, where's the ring? Yeah. And then Sam's like, I have it. And then it's like this, like, real brief, like, yay, Sam has it. And then it's like, oh, no, Sam has it. And you can see Frodo, like, coming up with this where he just instantly, like, grabs it back from Sam. But, like, in the book, you know Sam takes it, but he still goes to rescue his master. So it's, like, it's kind of interesting just how, like, they tried to, like, make it seem like it was a bigger deal, like that, like, maybe the ring could be missing, but in the book, you just know that Sam has it. Yeah, I think it was just more of that movie, like, we gotta add some drama, you yeah. know? Some, like, a little, did the orcs get the ring? Yeah, a little sprinkle of spice, you know, kind of, <laughs> a little spicy. Exactly, but yeah, because I remember in the, when me and Noah are watching it, because I have read it and he hasn't, he was like, he's like, where's the ring? And I was like, waiting for Sam. But Noah did love the scene of Sam, like, pulling up, like, fighting orcs. <laughs> He's like, yes. Oh, my God. Because those two, he was, like, badass in that scene, though. Like, Jesus. But in the book, he does use the ring to hide, but I don't think it showed him hiding at no, all. He no, he did didn't. It didn't. No. Yeah. In the, in the book, he does use the yeah. ring to hide and get past some of the orcs. Because that was one of the things I noticed in the movie, because he was, like, sneaking by, like, very, very swiftly. Like, yeah. Which he does do in the book, but, like, he does put on the ring a few times just to hide, yeah, camouflage. Like, hide away, which makes, would make a lot of sense if you had it and you knew what it did. But, no, in the movie, he never did use it. He just kind of goes in and finds them, and they just kind of, well, they, they uh, disguise as orcs to leave, which is kind of... Mm-hmm. Weird to see them in that costumes, especially in the movie, but... Yeah. Uh, one thing that I find interesting about the Lord of the Rings trilogy is that, like, Frodo is seen as the main character, mm-hmm. but the last book is called Return of the King, and it's not talking about Frodo. It's talking about Aragorn. Like, yeah. This last one's more about Aragorn's story and how he was the heir to Isildur, the yeah. original king of Gondor. Which, I, I never noticed uh, in the movies how little Frodo actually does. <laughs> yeah. Frodo almost dies every book and every movie. So, yeah, Sam. Sam was there. <laughs> Good old reliable Sam. Sam was the hero. Exactly. And Sam yeah. was the hero. Yeah, Sam is definitely the hero. And he, like, proves his loyalty time after time. And I think it was 
like reading it is one thing when Frodo's kind of like siding with Gollum and you're like okay because he understands why Gollum is so Mm -hmm. obsessed with the ring he understands why Smeagol has this like obsession because he feels it but like Sam is a ride or die till the end he does nothing wrong I mean he's a little prejudiced against Smeagol but with good reason yeah well I think part of that is when Gandalf told him like the the pity of Bilbo I think he like looks upon Bilbo so much is that he tried to do that but couldn't do it like but just did it too much, you know? It was, like, too excessive. It wasn't exactly pity at that point as it was, like, trust, you know? So that's where that kind of fell off the bandwagon there because it was, it was all Sam, really, that kind of helped him get through stuff, like, the entire journey. Yeah. That expedition would not have worked had Sam not been there. Yeah. But at the same time, it would not have worked if Gollum wasn't either. Yeah, because he had to lead him through the dead marshes and mm. up to the other doors. Yeah. I like, I don't know, I think the dead marshes was actually like a really neat kind of little, little tidbit. Because there's just like so much, I need to look up more of the lore on that one. That one I don't specifically remember. But it was just kind of, they're just there. There's like no explanation for, for them. And it's just In kinda, the movie they said that there was a great battle there. There was, but died. that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay (laughs) there's several great battles but you know so that's like and so and then in the movie you just see like all like the people just kind of waiting kind of dead in them I don't know it's just such a surreal scene it's just like sticks out like is there some sort of magic that's holding the souls Mm -hmm. of the battled yeah like it never tells you why they're still there why they're angry what happened you know they're just they're just there. Well, and there's um, species of all kind. Like, there's elves, there's men, mm-hmm. there's there's all... Like, it's not a certain battle. It's like everyone, everyone was included. Everyone was there, yeah. So, it probably was in the... But like I said, I didn't read that. That was middle school. I gotta read that again. Because... And see if I can find that. Because I... That was a long time ago. But that that scene always just like sticks out to me so reading in the book was really neat to to do yeah so that was one thing i liked um saruman's death is not as dramatic in the book no. to say the least i mean he dies like he does he gets impaled but like the way he, like, falls and stuff in the movie is, like, very over-the-top dramatic. I need to show you a meme afterwards. Do you know, like, the fa-la-la-la-la? Like, that song no. meme? Oh, my God. Yeah, so somebody, like, did a whole thing where it's just Sauron on top of the tower singing that, and he's like, la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, as he's, like, falling, like, because he's <laughs> going around in somersaults until he just, like, silence once he hits it's i gotta show it's it's really funny afterwards and everybody's just sitting around like listening to him sing like so confused as to what's going on so who is your favorite hobbit in these in these sam i like mary Mm. and pippin (laughs) nah i i yeah i like have mad respect for sam but mary does stab (laughs) To save, uh, Eowyn? Eowyn. Eowyn. Um, who's dressed like a man. Which, that's actually one thing I did notice also from the books to the movies, is that 
in the books, Mary doesn't know it's Eowyn, but in the movies, he does. As soon as she picks him up and takes him mm-hmm. on her horse, he says, Lady Eowyn. But in the books, he has no idea until she takes off her helmet. And she doesn't say the same line in the movie. I can't remember the exact line from mm-hmm. the book. But in the movie, she says, I am no man. Yeah. It's something similar in the book, but I think that the way they did it for the movie just made more sense. Yeah, just so people could understand her. Just, just like that short but like sweet and impactful kind of moment. So, the king of ring, ring race. That's such a hard word to yes. say. Ring uh, wraith. It's ring like a tongue twi- wraith. It's like a tongue twister. It really is. Um, so he, uh, comes up and he's like, "No man can kill me." And then she just rips off her helmet. It's like, "I am no man." I just stabs him in the face, right into the eyeball, pretty <laughs> right much, right in the face. And then he dies. Which, he was about to kill her, but Mary comes and stabs him in the back of the cap. And Mm -hmm. that is in the book, also. Yes. Like, there's a lot of just, like, even, like, little minute details like that within the book is, like, pretty accurate within the movie. Which is really kind of why I like, like, Peter Jackson's, like, movies of everything. You know, like, a, a lot of those details are still there. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like... But, I don't know, I just like that scene. I feel like that's a good scene, especially with the Ollie fonts. Oh, the Ollie fonts. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, I don't know, something about Legolas just taking out one all by himself after, like, it took, like, how many people to... <laughs> well, and the banter between him and Gimli, where he's like, Gimli's like, that counts as one! Because he, like, they always keep scoring the movies for how who, many got kills? The kill, yeah. who got the most kills. He's like, that still counts as one, and he just, like, uh, friggin... Legolas, Jesus, he just kills this elephant just all by himself. Like, mind you, the the Oliphant, they're, these are massive elephants. We are talking, like, what what would you say? Like, five-story size, three-story, like, yeah. how, like, elephants. They are massive elephants. They're pretty much, like, prehistoric, like, yeah. um, megafauna. Megafauna, yeah, they're huge, and he just... Kills one all by himself. No help. Just it's pretty. He pretty much, and then he like Fre- uh, Fred Flintstones off its trunk when oh. he goes down. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Oh lord. And yeah, because I remember when I was I was like, not the Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So one of the scenes that I thought was really cool that like the dialogue was like pretty much like the same is when Aragorn goes to get the battle of the dead who owes him for not fighting with his ancestors Ooh, yeah and it's when they're outside of the cave and uh Legolas goes in and Gimli the dwarf is like he's like I don't ever want it to be said that a dwarf was scared to be like go into a cave and a elf wasn't. Yeah. Like, because that's where the dwarfs are. They're miners. They like they, they, they make... live in caves. And he's like, "Damn it, I'm not gonna let you go in there without me." It's a haunted cave, but yeah. no, that was another really neat kind of little little bit with the haunted ghost. They literally had a haunted army of ghosts that fought with them during this, like, massive battle at the end. Like, it's, it was pretty badass. And even in the movie, it's kind of neat because they show, like, a mix of, like, skeleton face, skeleton face with the ghosts and stuff. And they're all, like, these eerie kind of green color. And just to be like, yeah, if you if you didn't know they were ghosts, you're <laughs> you, you know now and stuff. And so the 
the one king goes of ghosts goes to like strike Aragorn with his sword because they can hurt uh humans, but humans can't hurt them. And then yep. he goes to slice him with the sword and the sword like clashes together and it's just like a <gasps> you know, like a wow type moment, like, holy shit. So <laughs> Well and part of the uh like I I don't know why I lost the word. But part of, like, the obligation of the dead is because they are cursed for not going to help Aragorn's ancestors with war. And so it's, like, the only way that they can be released from their curse of being alive forever inside of this, like, really depressing cave area Mm -hmm. is if they help and he, like, says that they're released. Which, Gimli makes the comment to not release them because they're so helpful, but Aragorn is a man of his word, so. Aragorn is just a good dude. Just a guy being Good a dude. 80-year-old dude. Yeah. <laughs> that does not look like he's 80. <laughs> so, that's one thing that I thought was pretty, like, interesting to see. Yeah, that one was pretty spot on. So, um, Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> Sneaky little wrench. Yeah. So, he's the one that actually gets the ring into Mount Doom. Um, not by, he doesn't go into the mountain by choice, though, really. No, so, he's pushed, but, but still. Well, but he's not, like, pushed, it's, like, a weird way of pushing, because they pretty much end up falling. Yeah. So, Frodo gets in, and Sam's like, drop the ring, drop the ring, and Frodo's, like, holding it on the chain, hovering above the lava, mm-hmm. the magma, it's magma at that point, right? Or is it lava still? Oh, don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are English science. majors, I not science. I am not a science person. If anybody <laughs> wants to tell us what it is, go for it. But I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> is it lava or magma at the point? Because there was a know. flow. <laughs> we need to know. It does yeah. become both at one point. Because definitely, because it erupts pretty much after the ring yeah. shot into it. But, um. More like it explodes. Yeah. So, I, it doesn't even, like, explode that much, though. It just kind of starts overflowing <laughs> and shaking. Oh, that's true. I don't... It doesn't, like, have, like, the... Spray. Yeah, the pyroclastic cloud. That's um, another tongue twister. Pyroclastic cloud. <laughs> but, uh, Frodo... Sam's like, drop it. And Frodo's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, no, that's exactly there's tons, what it is. That's, there's a ton of memes about it. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's, it's an over-the-shoulder look of, like... No. Like, there's a lot of memes, like, when you tell your drunk friend to drink water. <laughs> no. 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 I've, I've been there before. It's like, here, drink this. This is vodka. Takes it. You liar. Like, oh, yeah, well, here's, a, here's, a, this is vodka this time. Yeah. Well, and before, well, if you rewind just a little bit. So, there's a point where Gollum and Frodo do fight, and you think Gollum dies. Because he falls down. Yes. And then, as they're approaching the entrance, there's another fight, and Sam kind of throws a zinger at Gollum's head with a rock. Yeah. And, he... like, fights him off while Frodo just scurries up there. You know, I just realized how weirdly crazy this last movie is, and, like, book is, after, like, talking <laughs> talking about it with all this, like, different stuff going on. There's so many different, like, subplots. Yeah. And then the book, I feel like it's a little easier to follow on because it's like each chapter is just based about whatever the character is doing at that moment. Yeah, you're not like going through it's like, 
Okay, first part of the book. It's all what Sam and Frodo are doing. Second part of the book. What are the three Aragorn, D D Gimli, and Legolas doing? And that's and then it goes on. Like, it's not interchanging in between as we said it in the second one. So it's a little bit easier to follow. All are happening at the same time, but they're not interchanging in between. Which makes it just... I don't know. It's just kind of weird because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like almost like that modern day of storytelling where they do kind of flip through. Because I remember used to like just reading books and they do this. And I remember, no, I'm going to go back to this part. Go back to this part. I want to see what's happening there, you know, and stuff like that. And so then that would be going on. But yeah, no. So that happens. And so when they're fighting him and Gollum, Frodo and Gollum are fighting over this ring. He uh, takes it and he's accidentally falls into it with the ring and uh, you made a really good point about like what happens when you know he falls into the lava with the ring mm -hmm. yeah in the movie you get this really cool shot and it's Gollum looking at, up through the ring but he's like literally in lava or magma being burned alive but he, he makes like no face about it because he's too busy staring at the ring yes and it's, like, until he basically goes... And it's also kind of cool. They show, like, when the ring actually touches the lava, it it floats on top of the lava for a, a few seconds before it actually, like... Yeah, well, I think it's almost kind of neat because it was created by the, the, by yeah. the lava. So you almost... It's almost as if it's being disassembled, or I can't say that name. It's not, like, instantly, like, melting or anything. It sits there, and it just kind of... Like, Go fades away into the yeah, lava. Yeah, it, it's not like it goes back. The power isn't destroyed. It just goes back, you yeah. know, kind of kind of thing. It's just disassembled, which I think that's kind of almost like a near thing. Because if you think about it, true power can never, ever be destroyed. Or, like, that same, like, science turn yeah. energy can never be destroyed. It's just transferred or, like, you know, so. Mm. And stuff like that. So I kind of think of it, like like that you know and just in a weird way i kind of liked how that was done you could have went basic and just been like nope instant gone bye-bye yeah yeah but it was interesting how like you kind of see it because it's like the last shot that you get up the ring yep and then after that uh the eye tower like gets all red and inflamed it's and then it just explodes he yeah. explodes he yes. explodes oh yeah and the craziest part is uh because at this point Aragorn Aragorn and his army is like up there ready to fight the orcs to distract the eye originally from what Frodo was doing. Yeah. That's the whole point why he was there. And there's like this earthquake that shatters all of the ground except where his army stands. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I mean, and mind you, when they're standing there, it's kind of Aragorn in front, almost like a little dome, kind yeah. of like with all the army, the rest behind him, and it's just like. Yeah. That V shape of just where Aragorn and himself are. It's like... It's, it's like all the orcs are being brought down from where they are. Like, the power of Sauron at that point just kills anyone who is allied, like, allied with him. Yeah. It's also the, the power of being a main character. Yeah. <laughs> main character syndrome, am I right? Yeah, main character energy for Aragorn at that point. <laughs> yeah. Imagine not dying during a... <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite things in all three of the movies is how um, 
I forget sometimes when they're, like, going from character to character how short the hobbits are. And then all of a sudden it'll show the hobbits, like, standing next to Aragorn or standing next to, like, Faramir. And it's just, like... Oh, my God. I think... I don't know. It's so funny to, like... Because you forget how short they are because of how they shoot some of the scenes. And then all of a sudden they're, like... Dude, I was... I follow a lot of different, like, uh, Tolkien fan sites. And, uh, apparently I need a find it and show it show it to you later but uh the um the guy who played all those stunt doubles mm-hmm. who played all that he he tweeted something or he posted something the other day that they put on there and it was like so sweet and so cool it's the same guy like yeah even ian mckellen said he worked more with him than he did with uh elijah wood <laughs> because he's just he was just there he was short so they had him playing like with the long shots and stuff they had him <laughs> do it yeah that's crazy. But yeah, no, it's crazy to me that, like, everyone, when they talk about Lord of the Rings, is like, oh yeah, Frodo, like, the main... But it's like, is he really the main character? Because he's the one delivering the ring, but Sam's the one that had to put in the work. Yeah, Sam had to keep him in check. Sam's, like, the dutiful wife to Frodo's... <laughs> husband i do like the end of the movies when it shows sam getting married to the girl he has a crush on at the beginning oh my god like sam comes back a confident man from his trip and it like pretty much walks into a bar and is like you woman me now and it's he's very sweet so he doesn't really but it's just like in the movie he's just like he's like that's it i'm asking her and then it shows them getting married yeah, I think the kids, I, I don't quote me on this right now, I need to look it up again, but I think the kids at the end were his. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, are they? Yeah, like the kids that you see, the little hobbit kids, were his actual, like, were his, uh, were his kids, you know? Yeah. So that was, I thought that was kind of a little neat, were Sean Astin's kids, yeah. Oh, you meant like the actors' kids? Yes, I think oh, they're the I, actual. I, no, I didn't know that. No, let me look that. I was, I was like, yeah, those are his kids. That's his wife. Um, but yeah, you, you I know, love... you're like dull. So like, what are you? What are you talking about? Oh, that makes so, more sense. That yeah, let me. Like, yeah, you keep talking. I'll look this up real quick. But I, yeah, I thought that that was so sweet because it's like Sam puts in so much work into all the books and movies that it's like he does deserve a happy, happy ending. Like, he deserves to be able to marry whoever he wants. Oh, and he really does. And it's just kind of, he's, it's kind of neat because he has the happy ending, but is it really kind of happy? Yeah, yeah, that's his daughter. I don't know if the boy is his, but that's definitely his daughter. Hmm, that's so cool. Yeah, I do. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. So, yeah, the... So, the child that Sam is carrying is Sean Astin's character, and the daughter on the right is the girl who plays Rose, uh, Sarah McLeod's daughter. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Oh, so it was, like, their actual kids. It was their kids, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. I like when people do stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's, like, also neat, like, in Maleficent, the only, yep. the only kid that they could have, like, little girl go up to her in all the makeup and stuff and not freak out was her own daughter because yep. her own daughter knows who her mom was, <laughs> so. Yep. I, I didn't know that. I was actually about to bring that up. That's yeah. so funny because I was going to bring it up. But, yeah, no, like, I think it's so fun when people do that. Mm-hmm. Uh one thing that you mentioned before we started recording was why Frodo leaves at the end because it shows it in the movies, but it's not really explained. Or in the, in the book, yeah. yeah. So 
in the, it tells you a bit in the book. So when in the first book and movie, when Frodo is stabbed with the Morgul blade, that's not something that can ever be completely healed. They stopped, like they slowed down that damaging process, but it can never be fully healed. So eventually he was gonna like turn into like a wraith or something, or it was gonna deeply, deeply affect him for the rest of his life. So he had to go to the Undying Lands. And it, it just never really tells you that, that that's why in the movie at all. It just kind of glosses over it, and you're just kind of accepting it, and you kind of think, oh, it's because he has PTSD, which, well, yeah. But no, like, that's that's the kind of, like, the... Yeah. That's the real reason why he, he had to go, so... Which they do, like, kind of foreshadow it in the first book and movie, is when he's at Riverdale and they're um, healing him, he's... He gets told, he's like, it'll never heal. Yeah. Like, it'll never be the same. Or, like, I think it's, uh, is, doesn't Elrond tell that to Gandalf, like, he'll have it for the rest of his life or yeah. something like that or around, like, yep. that, yeah, he'll carry it with him for the rest of his life or, yeah. So, it's just, it was never gonna fully, fully heal, so. So, but in the movie, it's just like, oh, this friends are like, why are you leaving? And he's like, I just gotta go. And it kind of, I was joking with Alyssa before we started recording that it's like, uh, in the first one when he tells Gandalf, he's like, keep your secrets. Like, it's like, that's how the movie is at the end. It's like, why is Frodo leaving? Keep I mean, your secrets. Somebody was like, low-key doing that to me, just what I'd have been like, well, fuck you then. Like, shit. Because he doesn't like, tell his friends he's leaving until he's at the boat and they're like, come on, Frodo. And he's like. And they're all like, what the fuck you mean, Frodo? Yeah. <laughs> like, because, I mean, even then, Frodo is standing behind them all, so there's that shot of them just all going, like, turning their backs around at him with, like, surprise Pikachu face, like, yeah. on, kind of, like, what? But, no, so that's, that's why that happens, although I should say it's a super, like, emotional, like, sad, like, scene. My brother didn't cry at our, neither one of my great-grandma's funerals. This scene, he shed, he shed a couple of tears. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this scene he really did. Noah cried at the end of it. Did he? Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's, um, I think one of the scenes that was very, very well done from the book to the movie was uh, Faramir's, when his fake death, when the dad, like, thinks he's dead oh, and is gonna burn yes. him alive, and Pippin is, like, freaking out trying to save him, and you can, like, just see how mad the king has gone, like... Because he's literally about to burn himself and his son. Like, even though his son's alive and Pippin made it very clear he was alive. Yeah, well, it was just, like, the whole thing is, like, he's like, oh, Faramir asked him, do you wish it were me dead instead of Boromir? And then his father, Denethor, was like, yes, I'd like that very much. And so Faramir's like, frick it, I'm just gonna go off to this, like, obvious, like... Battleground. Battleground that's, like... The thing is, is everybody knows they're going to get slaughtered. Everybody knows they're basically all going to die once they go out there. Yes, no one comes and thinks that they're going to... Um, one thing... Yeah, but... Alright, you go ahead, so... Okay, okay, and nobody thinks they're going to die. And so when he comes back dead, Denethor just absolutely loses his freaking shit. And decides, nope, we're all doomed. We're all going to die. I'm just going to go and... 
burn myself, and then freaking he gets fucking punched by Gandalf, or he like yeah, Gandalf, whacks him with the stick and shit, yeah. and it's funny because you've been waiting for that for a long time to happen. Yep. And then, uh, as it turns out, uh, Faramir's alive, and he's about to get burned, but uh, Pippin. Oh shoot! Pippin saves him. Pippin saves him. Yes, and then he jumps on, on and like rolls like him off. rolls him off when the pyre. And so Denethor is being burned alive, and that's when he sees that his son is alive. And then he literally runs and off, so screaming like, off a massive cliff, and just jumps off the cliff. Noah was so confused by that. He was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "It was, it was drama. It was spice. It was spice. Little, so little spicy. Denethor's a little spicy now." Um, I think one of the things that made sense to me was because uh the king of rohan yeah told eowyn he didn't want her fighting because in the book you get told that his people will be led by her if he dies he, yeah. and he makes it very clear in the book it is very clear that if he dies that's who's gonna lead them yeah and it's not her brother it's her eowyn yeah because that's who the and people agree they vote for it and they don't really go too much into that in the movie, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, she goes up and ends up fighting anyway, but she ends up living. Mm-hmm. She does get injured, but she, she's fine. But I think that one of the things that makes the most sense to me in the movie is when you see Faramir and Eowyn get together. Yeah. Because technically he's next in line for Gondor as it was, and Eowyn was next in line for Rohan and both of their parents. Well, you know, it was her uncle who was the king of Rohan, but like yeah. he was, you know, her father figure at that moment. So, like both of their parents just died. So it would make sense for them to get together. Like it makes sense because they were the next rulers for both of their kingdoms before Aragorn takes over the kingdom as a whole and yeah. combines it. I ha- used to have a really good point to why, and I can't remember. I just thought like. If you think about it, not that they were the only two that were kind of, like, single. Yeah. But when you have, like, Eowyn, who is just, like, uh, who had the hots for Aragorn for the longest time, and then he, Aragorn's like, no. He only loves his elf lady. He, he has a thing for Arwen. I still, <laughs> nah, nah, man. I liked Eowyn better. Did you see the bit where, oh yeah, the stew, the, the bad stew. Yeah. The bad stew bit, that's always funny, where he spits it all out, and she's like, oh, have more, and he's like, fuck. But, um... He spills it on himself. Yep. Any, any, anywho, and so, I used to have a good bit on why they should get married, It, but I just thought it was, like, super cute, and in the, and in the movie, how they kind of show it, it's those two, like, yeah. standing at there at Aragorn's, uh, coronation, they just both give each other a look, and you're like... They're together. You're like, they're a thing now. But yeah, I think it's important that they, like, do end up together just because um, they are the next successors for the throne as it was. But neither one of them really cared too much for it, so Aragorn kind of coming in well, takes I, a lot of pressure off. Oh, it, it, it does. But I think it's also when they both, I think both of them just had such, like, controlled lives mm-hmm. when you think of where Eowyn always had to be like the female and like when all she wanted to do was kind of like fight and be that in a more like I think Faramir needs a strong woman he does he does do and then Faramir was always like the second favorite kind of brother who always yep. tried to live up to his dad expectations and never never met it and so I think they both just had very like so for them to end up together is just kind of like their like little little freedom. 
yeah, I liked that they ended up together. I was I was very happy with it. I know. It's 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 just it's super it's it is super cute. And then you have like Sam and Rosie. Not a big fan, although then again I'm a bit biased cuz Aragorn is my man. Aragorn is my man. And then then you have Legolas and Gimli. No, I'm joking. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was implied. I'm just kidding. I believe implied. No. No, uh, they have a platonic relationship. Yes. A friendship. Yes. If you ship it, though, you ship it. And I, I, su- I could see people. Well, oh, um, I support the ship. One talk I had with Noah is how a lot of uh, Sam and Frodo get shipped a lot. But it's because they stare so intently at each other in the oh, movies. Oh, the, so they do. They, they like, do. I think. Like, they really do. It's like, I will be nowhere without you, and where would I be without you, Sam? And then it's just, like, the soulful looks, and you're just, like, in the background. I can hear somebody, just fuck already, you know? Yeah, like, like <laughs> so, and I, I don't think it's as bad in the books, but in the movies, the way they have them, like, stare at each other, it's like, oh, I could have never done this without you, and it's yeah. like... And, like, they sleep close together, like, you're like, okay. It's a, it's a brotherhood. It's a... Two dudes chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, like, it's very, like, they make it clear at the beginning that Sam has a love interest, but throughout the whole journey, it's like, I mean, I would have shipped it too. I'm just saying. Just, just based off the movies, it's hard to, like, not kind of see, like, because also it makes you wonder, like, why is Sam doing all this? Because in the books, there's, like, a hierarchy where Sam is more of, like, a servant to yeah. him. And in the movies, he does call him Master Frodo, but, like... Yeah, well, I, I will also say, like, I think the, the pickup line is, like, more so, like, it's never, will you be the Sam to my Rosie? It's always, like, or will you be the Sam to my Frodo type, yeah. of, type of deal? Because they're just so, it's like, it's like peanut butter and jelly. There's, like, no Frodo without Sam. There's no Sam without Frodo. Well, so it just <laughs> and but like it's just the way that they look at each other and like the lines they make you're like huh I didn't even say that to my partner so I guess you should take what you should say how you should compliment your partner from Sam <laughs> yes you, you should talk to your partner the way Sam talks to Frodo 100% live your life every day in your relationship like you're Frodo and Sam. Don't live your life like you're Sam to Gollum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, no. Or friggin' uh I don't know why I don't know why Aragorn and Arwen's really oh yeah, that's cause she freaking groomed him. She groomed him I swear to God. I know. It's it's interesting. But I mean how many you're gonna tell me that one of your favorite couples isn't a fey man and a human woman who was turned fey? Okay, listen. <laughs> Wait, that's a, on a different book. Listen, <laughs> listen, Linda, listen. That's different. <laughs> that is very, very different. Okay. <laughs> They they did not grow up together. Fair enough. Okay? There was no child freaking Feyrey running around in the court of nightmares, like, around Rysan. That, like, didn't exist. So, <laughs> the only thing, there was a little Aragorn running around when Arwen was there. That's all I'm gonna say. She knew him when he was I, I, I was just teasing <sighs> I just, I've been seeing a lot of, um, 
they're like all age gaps are bad and they're like all age gaps are bad for like relationships like of you know a certain amount yeah and then they're like a they're like a five thousand year old male fae with a 20 year old human girl and it's like all age gaps are bad like (laughs) i don't think all age gaps are bad no I just, the, the reason why they say that, though, is because obviously, like, imagine, like, if you're, let's just go, if you're 20 and you're dating somebody who's 40 years old, there are, obvi- uh, let's give a more specific example. Okay. Let's say you're 19 and he's 48. Okay, yeah, so, the where, where the issue will come from, did, did, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not naming be- names of celebrities. We're not gonna be gender specific here. We're just gonna say that the twenty year old is generally still gonna be want to do stuff with their lives, like further their careers. Which you can still do in your fifties and forties. We're still not saying do. that you can't. It's just like more of what I mean is where when you're forty, you're gonna wanna have children and settle down. You're just at two different one, plays in your lives. One that. thing that a coworker of mine actually brought up to me was that we, me and her were talking about it because we were talking about a celebrity who's dating a nineteen year old and mm-hmm. he's forty nine. Mm-hmm. Um no one specific um (laughs) but we agreed that age gaps are okay if you are in the same phase of your life yeah whereas a 19 year old who just graduated high school is going to be in a very different phase of life than a 40 year old but let's say we're like we're talking about like a 55 year old and a 40 year old like that's 15 years but that's different than a 20 year old and a 35 year old because they're in different phases of their life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, what was I going to say? I, I knew somebody who, they were 20 years apart, but she was, she's like in her 60s and he was like in her 80s. They had married way before, like, yeah, then. So it was just like. Age gaps, I think it's just you have to be in the same phase of life. And I don't see a 40 year old man and a 19 year old well, in the same phase of life. At all. I don't know. I, it, it could work out as long as, like, you have a 20-year, like, that is genuinely willing to, at that point in their life, to settle down. No yeah. more. Like, you are, you are now gonna be at home with kids. Like, in, like, you're gonna have to have a lifetime roommate. Can, can Aragorn and Arwen have kids? Because They do. Have? Okay. They do. Oh, yeah, because she has yeah. that flash. I, yeah. I totally yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, don't they have, but would the kid be immortal like her, or is it, like, X? Because he has long life already from being a Duna dad. I think he does have long life, because I'm pretty dang sure the child is still a child when Aragorn dies, but I'm, don't quote me on that. That's a whole, that's a whole other can of worms that yeah we, we don't need to get into that because we don't have the answers and i don't think tolkien's coming back to tell us them no and his son passed away a couple so. years ago too so so it's all speculation because i was gonna say does the kid take after like his mother where he is elf or does he just get like an in-between of the a, and dad he'd, he'd, he'd probably just be like a half breed and depending on which genes were more strong i guess would depend on his life or but like theoretically I think the, if he was born on Earth, he'd have an extremely long life, but I don't think he'd be immortal, because, because mm-hmm. elves were given, it was, I'm just trying to think back to the Silmarillion lore here, which I couldn't, 
because they were never supposed to go to Middle Earth. Yeah. They just kind of ended up there and started, you know. Okay, so just extra long life. We're thinking that's, just that's extra. Theoretically, that's what I would put into with that knowledge. If any of you guys know more about it, let us know. Yes, please. That's literally, like, I think you could tell that my face just went off, like, in, like, about, you know, you know that meme with, like, the girl staring off into space with a bunch of math problems? That's what I did there for, like, a good moment to think of that. Yeah, but, I mean, mostly the books and movies are pretty similar with everything. It's just they had to take a lot out because the books are pretty big. And the movies are long. I mean, they're not. They're three hours long. You know what's another movie? I didn't realize how long it was. The third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Huh. I did, how long is it? Two hours, 48 minutes. The extended edition of the third Lord of the Rings, that was four hours and 19 minutes. I know. <laughs> that's still long. That, I think that's... I didn't, well, yeah. the thing is, it's like, I didn't realize how long it was until I was sitting with a friend and watching it, and I was, like, wondering, like, checked what time it was, and it was like, and I had to go home, and I was like, oh, shit, I have work tomorrow and everything. It's like... I just remember sitting there like, when is this movie going to end? Like, I was like, I don't remember. I was like, I don't You're remember like, it. Planned. I was like, I don't remember it being this long. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. That, but, yeah. So, really, though, I feel like the movies are well done. Oh, they're extremely, extremely Some of the well CGI done. is a little aged, but that's to come with as technology advances. Yeah, I mean, that Uncanny Valley is still there, but still, I still feel like the effects are better than I feel like the only sometime. thing yeah. was the lava. The lava at the end looked a little... The lava, and yeah, that's that's exactly where my mind went to, too, is with the lava and then Smeagol in yeah. the lava is where that kind of went like... Yeah. yeah. But, like, the rest of it's really good, but also it's just a lot of it's still makeup and stuff. It's not a lot, all yeah. CGI. So that helps a lot, I think, maintain. With the, yeah, with the realism and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it was pretty neat to kind of go through and watch it. Actually, the one, uh, one of the dwarves actually played several of those characters, too. Oh, of really? The, yeah, of the orc characters. I, th- I think it's Jed Brophy, but let me double check on that again. But, you know, I, rem- I remember reading that and being like, oh, that's so freaking cool. Like, he does a lot for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I think it is him. Huh. Yeah, it's it's him. Yeah, he plays, uh, let me just to see if I can get you into the specifics. Yeah, to show you. These are all the characters that he plays in, in it, if it loads. If it loads. Yeah. He was a Rohirrim rider, an elf. He was... Nori. Nori. Yeah, so he was Nori, a Snaga. Inspection orc. Sharkin, inspection orc, and just one of the Nazgul. So he was, like, every, like, (laughs) extra, like, known to me. He played several different people in that. He was collected checks on checks. Oh, he he really do be, but yeah. I mean, I think I feel like that really wraps up our trilogy well. It, yeah, it does, you know, um, the ring is gone now, and everything's back to where it should be. Yep. Now we're moving on to a different kind of ring. <sighs> yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Sorry, it's <laughs> a little late. Um, so our next book that we're going to be covering is Fifty Shades Darker, because we did the last one last year for Valentine's Day, so we're doing this one this year. Heck yeah. Which, it is going to be after Valentine's Day, because last year I think we actually were able to get it right on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But, 
Um, so we're gonna be doing Fifty Shades Darker as a Valentine's special, and we're we were not thrilled with the first book. No, but we have made a commitment to this trilogy. Well, I will say, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have. I will say though. Um, the book wasn't my favorite, but I think that was one of my favorite podcasts, like, we recorded. Oh, yeah, we had, of, we had a blast. We had way too much fun with that, so I, I, will, I will put it like, that was, like, the most fun I've had, like, recording with, was with that book. We just... <laughs> so, I'm excited to watch the movie, because, um, Noah hasn't seen them, so he's only seen the first one, because I made him watch it last year. Yeah. And so I'm excited for him to make him watch the second one. Dude, I have to like. But now I'm like, sh- I'm like, oh, maybe I need to rewatch the first one because it's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not rereading the first book. I'll do without that. But I'm excited to read the second book. But I, I know I'm gonna have to take a break from my pleasure book right now, my A Court of, uh, Mist and Fury, and I'm not so excited good. to take a break from that for Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, it's so good. Like I've read the three. I have the fourth one and the spinoff one but it's like it's it's a it's a commitment and I'm we're not there yet so but we appreciate everyone who's listening following us uh we can't wait to hear back from you guys and thank you for supporting us in what we do thank you bye